Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to New Heights Educational Group Radio Show. We're your hosts, Kaden Behan and Sadia Ejeft. How are you doing today, Sadia? I'm very well, thanks. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about how to get your kids engaged in science and interested in science, especially since science is such a big and important field nowadays as far as careers go. And there's so much to learn about it. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Yes, and like as we talked before, science is definitely one of the most um, growing fields of expansion and especially good to get your kids interested in science because there's always going to be opportunities for planning down the road for children who are interested in science to go on into careers in science since, like we said, it is expanding rapidly and there's always a use for it. So we're going to share just a little article before we get into tips about how to get your children interested in science. This article was by Carrie Byron, uh, Mythbusters mom, who if you watch Mythbusters, oh my gosh, Mythbusters, Busters, the show, <laughs> you would recognize her. She talks a little bit about how to get your children interested in science. And if you're familiar with the show, if you're not familiar with the show, what Miss Busters is, is a show dedicated to using science to bust or prove different myths um, about life or certain things, um, such as combining a washing machine, soap, and um, sodium bicarbonate, would that make it explode? Things like that. Just fun, crazy things. Heating up a jawbreaker would explode. Just fun things that kids actually would like because there's a lot of explosions, as you've heard me say multiple times. So we're going to get into how she gets her children interested in science and how you can too. She says, science is hot right now. Everywhere I travel, parents are in panic to get their kids interested in science. I guess one day America woke up and realized our pipeline of homegrown engineers, scientists, and inventors was drying up. Let's face it, subjects like science and math have an unfortunate reputation for being boring and dry and, dare I say, even nerdy. Honestly, that's how I felt when I was 12. Science is so often taught as a list of facts to memorize. List of components of a cell, what does H2O stand for? Here is the father of the theory of relativity, Snore. I don't understand why science couldn't be more like an art class, but I can understand where kids are coming from today. Another huge roadblock for students is the lack of role models in the fields of science, technology, engineering, and math. 
what the president calls the STEM initiative in our media-driven world of glamour, fame, and money. Close your eyes and picture a scientist. Do you see an awkward, nerdy man with bad posture, glasses, and a lab coat? Who wants to be him when you're inundated with exciting versions of gorgeous movie stars and rich athletes? Solutions aren't easy. Parents ask me, how do I get my kid in science? The good news is that if you're asking that question, it probably means you're halfway there. Being involved is an amazing part. A parent is the most important role model, regardless of what your eye-rolling tween says. I like to teach science to kids like I teach art. It's get their hands dirty, engage their national, natural curiosity. For example, drop Mentos into a bottle of Diet Coke and let it explode all over the backyard. Snap. That's chemistry. Show them science isn't just answers on an exam, but the world all around you. Take a nature walk with a camera. Bring home pictures of animals and find out what they eat, when they sleep. Snap. That's biology. Also, I like to call it hiding the broccoli and cheese sauce. (laughs) Making science more hands-on creates a base of scientific literacy as well as quality time bonding. Your kids will be learning in spite of themselves. That look of wonder and discovery, discovery you see in their faces will become addictive for both of you. That's how Mythbusters became a juggernaut of science engagement for kids. We weren't trying to teach science. We were just having fun while using science as a tool. They see us as having fun and join us in the journey. There you have it. Sage advice from a totally unqualified former art major who now loves science and uses it every day. So this was just an introduction about how she utilizes not only Mythbusters, the show, to engage kids in science, but just the overall approach, how you want to get your kids interested in science. Like she said, you don't want to necessarily take the academic route. You want to, as we suggested as well, to be very hands-on. Usually young children very much enjoy physical activity and don't like to sit and memorize facts, as she said. So doing things like performing at-home experiments or other things we're going to suggest just now can really help your student um, or child be engaged in science. So here are just five ways to pique your child's interest in science. And this this info was taken from Scholastic.com. Explore the science that surrounds you, from science programs in your community to museums to nature walks. Number one, follow his or her interests and encourage him or her to explore subjects he likes. If your student is a sci-fi fan, give him materials about space exploration or try a paleontology book on your dinosaur buff. Number two, make time for everyday experimentation, like observing changes in the weather or the chemical reactions in cooking. Number three, put scientific context in real-world terms. If he or she is studying states of matter at school, for example, take some water and freeze, boil, and melt it so he can see the scientific process processes at work. Number four, listen to his or her questions and try to find the answers together. Simply telling him or her the answer won't be as helpful as or as empowering as conducting as letting them conduct their own research. Number five, explore the science that surrounds you. From the science programs in your community, as we said before, to museums, to nature walks. Take trips together to pique your students' curiosity and keep them asking why. Here are some other ways that you can involve your children um, to get more interested in science. As we mentioned before, you can go to the museum. I know that for 
those in the New York, New Jersey area, there's a center called Liberty Science Center where they have a lot of cool science-related uh, activities set up. And it's much like a theme park, only science-related. And so it's a really great place to take your children if you live in that area. I know that when I was younger that my parents took me there a lot of times, and it was really fun. I actually learned a lot of different things um, going to different science centers like that, and I'm sure they have many more across the country. So definitely do some research if your kid is interested in science um, and likes to have fun. The theme park centered around science is a great, great idea for that. You can also go to the zoo or aquarium um, if you want your student to just be more interested in biology. Because I've found that when I've been on field trips um, at day camp when I used to work as a counselor, that a lot of kids are very interested about other living things and that tend to ask a lot more questions when it involves a cute goat, for example, at a petting zoo or a whale that they see in the aquarium. So it definitely piques their interest a lot more, I find, when they're involved with other living things. So taking your kid to a zoo or an aquarium is a great way to foster an interest in science. Also get kids involved in organizations. Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, and 4-H are great organizations that develop a love of science. Kids involved in these organizations not only benefit from their exposure to science activities, but also learn important life skills that serve them well when they become adults. Additionally, explore the way things work. Research how roller coasters work before a trip to an amusement park. Explore the technology required to build a robot. These are activities that excite children and make learning about science enjoyable. And this, some of this information was taken from ehow.com. Also, what I found um, now, definitely in our technological age, kids are very interested in online games or video games. And so there are a lot of resources online to access different games that are based on science. PBS has their own science section for kids. It's called Sid the Science Kid at pbs.org. There's also the sciencegamecenter.org, and this is more of a search engine, so I'm just going to read you a little bit about what the Science Game Center is. The goal of the Science Game Center is to demonstrate to teachers, scientists, museums, and parents the myriad ways games can be used to improve education in math and science. The Science Game Center will provide a place where users can describe their experiences with math and science games, gather information on game strengths and game weaknesses, share tips on how to use games to help students reach their educational goals. The Science Game Center will have a curated list of science games searchable by platform or different concepts. So this way you can search a game. For example, if you have an Xbox or a PC, you can search which kind of game you'll have access to. It also will have public reviews for each game with different ratings for fun, science, and teaching effectiveness. So you can see how fun the game is, how much science is involved in the game, and how effective it is at teaching kids. It will also have the ability to search for reviews by teachers, scientists, or the age, um, and it's also listed by age of the reviewer. And additionally, it will have long-form authoritative discussions by FSAS, Sorry, teacher and assistant and scientist for each game. So you'll even have teachers and scientists or those involved in science reviewing these games. So definitely if you're really interested in these games for your children, you'll get a lot of great reviews and a lot of great resources. So I definitely recommend going to sciencegamecenter.org. They also have some science-related TV shows for children. As we all know, uh, TV is 
sometimes and often hated things by parents, but if it can be educational, then it's kind of a win-win for both the child and the parent. So they do have different TV shows or TV channels that are good for children to learn different things about science or biology. One is Discovery Kids. Um, You can find out which channel your provider has Discovery Kids on um, by going to discoverykids.com as well. And you can also access cool things for science on discoverykids.com. Also, another thing that I find um, that kids really enjoy and get to learn a lot about, too, kind of indirectly, is the Animal Planet um, channel, which has obviously a lot of shows about animals and the different habitats of animals, their lifestyle, how they survive. And so they learn a lot about animals through that show. And there's myriads of other TV shows and channels that have different information on science that are kid-friendly. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Additionally, like we talked about just a little bit before, if you want to engage your child more at home with science, you can do some at-home science experiments. And so the website that I found that has a lot of different at-home experiments and instructions on how to do it is SciFun, S-C-I-Fun.chem.wisc.edu. And this has a lot of different experiments that you can click on and explore how to do. Just a few examples of experiments that it has is Floating soap bubbles use heavier than air gas to suspend soap bubbles. This will allow you to more closely examine the unique properties of bubbles. You can also do the famous gloop, solid or liquid, which I know that I did personally in elementary school. And this is where you make a sort of sand-like gloop. And then when you squeeze, it gets really hard. And when you let release the tension in your hands, it kind of falls through your hands. I think a lot of... A lot of kids are familiar with that being a big, fun project in elementary school. So they have a lot of neat experiments that you can definitely do at home that aren't too intensive um, for everyday fun. So that's science, that's scifun.chem.wisc.edu if you're interested in doing that as well. And now, audience, I'm going to just introduce a little bit more information for helping your children get interested in science and some fun facts about science. Mm-hmm. Science is actually one of my favorite subjects, and it's just it's a subject that um, learning never stops, and you can always figure out something new every day. And um, who knows, maybe you actually figure out that no one actually knows about yet. <laughs> so it's really fun to experiment with different things you've never actually tried, um, along with being safe, um, which is super important. Um, one of the, some of the websites that I have used and I think are really good for children. Um, inside is um, www.sciencestudies.org, and it's like a website where you, if you are uh, wanting to do a science project with um, your children or even um, a student wanting to do it on their own, it has great um, experiments, and it also has a difficulty level, and it can be the easiest or it can be the hardest. And you can definitely – it's a really, really good website to – 
learn um, about the experiment, and it's really good. I actually used it. Um, we're actually in my state, Washington. We're having a um, a science fair, which is um, in March next year, and it's like anyone can join um, as long as they're in high school. And I'm actually participating, and I'm really looking forward to it. It was um, affiliated with um, Intel, ISEF. Uh, I think it stands for Intel uh, International Science and Engineer Fair, which is like um, international, and any student from anywhere can come and participate to that. And that one takes place in California. So also um, having your children participate in science fairs, sometimes it takes place in schools or even your um, community, which is really fun. And children see other children doing something, and um, they think that we should try it too. And YouTube is also a great place to watch science videos, and there's many things that you can find that are super interesting. And even even teenagers can um, find it really fun because I actually have been looking at some YouTube videos, and um, there's this one um, YouTube channel that I watch, and he's called Breast Puck, and he like really makes the impossible seem like. It looks impossible, but he makes it, he actually does it, and it's really interesting to watch it. So um, sometimes people get inspired from that, so that's, that's really neat. Um, what, uh, some other websites that you can look at is www.sciencekids.co.nz, and it's also a website where um, it's for kids, and there's also experiments, games, facts, quizzes, um, even some lessons. Um, and videos on explaining some procedure or something like this. Um, another website is www.sciencenewsforkids.org, and it's a website where um, any, actually any age or even kids can um, look at the science world and see what news has come up and different new things that scientists have been figuring out. And um, there's so much on the internet that you can find, and it's really great. And science is actually, you can involve anything in that, and anyone can do it, so it's really awesome. Um, some fun facts in science I would like to share. And first one is that it relates to animals. Rabbits and parrots can see behind themselves without even moving their head, which is Weird because I never even thought that that rabbits and parrots of all animals could do that. I actually never noticed them do that. Um, also, most of the dust in your home is actually dead skin. Um, that seems nasty to think about, but you know, every um, second your um, you know your cells uh, they die off, and that's actually important for our bodies. So that's <laughs> what you're cleaning sometimes. Uh, also, sneezing with your eyes open is impossible. And I can't tell you how many times I've actually tried to do that, but it actually is possible. I've never actually um, done it, and um, although I've tried, and it doesn't work. Um, also, the trickiest tongue twister in the English language is, is apparently six Cheeks, six, cheeks, six. Oh my goodness, I don't think I could ever do that. But um, see if you can try it. Forty uh, percent of people social more online than face to face. That's these are more facts of 
um, usually people on the computer. And nowadays, many people are on the Internet. So, <laughs> Also, uh, there are 1 billion Facebook users. I don't have a Facebook myself, but that's really interesting. That's like um, one-seventh of our population, because <laughs> I believe there's 7 billion people on there. So. Um, also, we interact with our cell phones at least 40 to 80 times a day. And I bet these are usually uh, around teenagers or early or late 20s, and we really like using our advanced school devices. <laughs> so I think uh, science is really awesome, and we figure so many things out, and anything can be a part of science, and we can always learn something new, and just and you can always inspire, you can always inspire something um, and always encourage your children. And, yeah, that's what I have to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's interesting that you leave off on the technology because that's actually what we're going to be talking about a little bit next show. We're going to be talking about for our next show, um, in kind of theme with science as well, is using technology, especially as it's become more incorporated into education, we're going to talk about different tools that many people have innovated to use for early education using technology. And so that's going to be a very interesting um, debate, kind of, but kind of sort of debate, um, because a lot of people still have somewhat of an issue with introducing technology like cell phones and iPads and different games at such an early age, especially a lot of times, as Sadia said, with how many people interact a little bit more using social um, networking sites and online technology than they do in real life. And so it's been a controversial topic about introducing technology at younger ages and how it affects uh, people as they grow older, especially socially, is a big, big issue with that. So we're going to be talking about the different effects of technology on on younger younger populations and the good good and goods and bads of it because there's a lot of people who are very much for using technology as maybe a tool for younger children and there's a lot of ways in which it really does improve the experience of pre K to elementary school students learning different concepts. And then we're gonna go back and talk a little bit about some of the issues with technology and some of the concerns that a lot of parents have when it comes to technology and how their children interact with technology and how often they do. So that's what we're going to be talking about next show, which is going to be August 10th um, at the same time at 6 o'clock. Just another additional thing that popped into my mind when we were talking about science-related activities and ways of engaging your children in science, just while we have a couple of minutes left. There are also a bunch of different board games that incorporate science um, into their gameplay. And I know that there's a lot of also different sort of confection, goodie-making, different themes related, not necessarily games, but kits. I think I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with all those different mad scientists um, making kind of tasty goo and things like that. But I know I've seen crazy, crazy games like that um, for commercials where you get to experiment and make your own kind of little slime that's edible and tastes good. And so a lot of kids, I think, like fun things like that. And there's different board games there. 
you can find as well. So definitely use the um, use the resources that we mentioned online, and you can definitely just research how can I get my kids more interested in science, and you can find a lot of information that we were able to share today. And there's a lot, as Sadia said, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of different resources because science is everywhere, and it's definitely, as we said, a growing field, and everyone kind of wants to become not only more science uh, literate, but also get their kids involved because when they become adults, it's obviously going to be a lot more in-depth than it is already now with all the great technology and science we have. So thank you again for joining us for the show. Also, feel free anytime to be a guest on our show. We'd love to have anybody on with their opinions about what we talk about, and so you're more than welcome anytime. Again, keep uh, keep <clears throat> sorry, I just need, um, keep in touch for our next show, and it'll be on technology and kids, as we talked about before. Thank you, Sadia, for being here, being our co-host. We did a lovely job today, and I'm so happy to be back for those who noticed that I was gone for a couple of weeks. So thank you again for making this a really enjoyable experience. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.